2: what's up possums now these are my confessions every time i say all right so we got some taxi squad confessions for you today that is the name the title of this episode (laughs) billy was drug smuggling colombian bam bam across the border but he is back with us now do you want to go through and tell us how you got all that cocaine into the states or do you want to uh, save that for another time really good at coaching
3: yep uh, that's one way of putting it um I don't feel like I should, Joe, because here's the thing. When this episode inevitably ends up in the hands of the court, I don't want this to be the thing that, you know, maybe they'll get some good fantasy advice, but I don't want this thing to be the one that takes me down
2: this, this episode. Well, fair enough, fair enough. Did you, uh, did you use a submersible or a little mm-hmm. crack sub that yeah. people are using now? Yep. They're cool. easier to drive than you think. Are they? It just seems like it would smell like a lot of diesel. I don't.
1: Kind of nauseating to think about when Uh, you have that much powder, Joe. You can't smell anything else. I think it's weird for me to have to say this. We do not smoke cocaine on the show. (laughs) There's gonna be a little. There's gonna be a little extra excerpt underneath this podcast that says these people smuggled cocaine. Be careful. Yeah, yeah, probably. No, it's a fun time in Mexico. Cocaine is warm.
3: Sometimes right after the draft, I just like to take a little veje. Feels like. This happened last year too. I'm pretty sure same week. But whatever,
1: it's, an, it's look enjoyable. You're looking a little pasty there. Where's the where's the tan? Where's the color? Uh, the, the
3: burn happened, and then it kind of just washed off. It was oh, it, nice. it's just you know got home,
2: showered, and I was back to normal pretty much. It's good. Kind of. I learned that in Europe they call it sun sting, which is. Kind of interesting because it does sting a little bit. So I thought you said sun stain, which also works, but yeah, sun stain, sun sting. I'm sun stained bird. by the all sun. All the same
1: shit. You guys Earth. want to talk about football?
3: No, yeah, I actually really like our bullshits,
1: but yeah, we can talk about football. I don't have any crazy. I was gonna say, let's
3: say let's have and let's do the entire episode based on the NFL schedule coming out. We don't know all the games, but we know a few. We'll just do our whole episode
1: based on that. Eagles are playing okay. on Christmas Day. That's pretty cool.
2: Can I tell you about a horrible story that happened to me on day two of the NFL draft? Uh, Sure, Joe. Okay. So I was going back and forth with this gentleman in this orphan league that I took over. And uh, I had Jamar Chase in my sights. And we had talked this through and talked this through. And he sent me an offer. And I was like, yeah, I'll do that. And then he goes, well, let's wait until the NFL draft. Now. Kenneth Walker was one of the gentlemen involved in this trade. I would be giving that to him. And day two of the draft rolls around, and I see, I'm watching it live. I'm following it, and I see, oh, the pick is in Seattle. Zach Charbonnet in the second round, and legitimately trade was rejected, pops up 30 seconds after that. So thank you, Pete Carroll and the fucking Seattle Seahawks for screwing me out of Jamar Chase in a dynasty league. I'm very upset with you guys.
1: That's a, uh, that's, that is the breaks, kid. You know,
2: yeah, I get it. But first of all, who the fuck sends you an offer, like verbally sends you an offer and you accept it? And then they're like, well, let's wait until the draft. Fuck that. You you said the offer. Let's do it right now.
1: I could see wait for the first round pick. Like, say they have the 10th pick in the draft, or maybe they've been linked to Bijan or something. Like, you know, but to wait for a third round pick is pretty like, ah, never mind. I knew it. I know that guy probably thinks he's a genius right now. Yeah, especially second round, even
3: like it just goes through the second round. And you're like, okay, well, I mean, what else could happen here? But like if any, what if it like a fourth round pick or a fifth round pick had ended up there? Like, was he just going to wait until somebody gets there and then he's just going to immediately bounce them. I guess so. Right I'm so it.
2: pissed. Jamar chase would have really tied that team together. And really Jamar tied to them
3: together. Tied out. Tie a, a lot of teams tied the team together. together.
2: Say that 15 times fast.
3: <laughs> all right well last week you all talked about rookies um i just had to angrily yell into my phone every time i disagreed with one of your points so we're just gonna reel it back a little bit and i'm just gonna you know talk about some of the things that i agree with and some of the things i disagreed with um about this nfl draft or well i guess we'll do our uh, rookie draft that we completed um the first one is Jameer Gibbs. At the time, I think everybody, including myself, hated that pick. As time has gone on, though, I feel more and more that, like, there's really nothing to worry about. He's going to be the starter there. Um, I know you all kind of talked about this last week, but I don't think there's anything to worry about now. I think that he – we were not expecting it because it could have he could have gone later and it didn't really make any sense that he went that late, but it's not that bad of a pick. It was a good idea from
1: Detroit. Dude, our listeners yeah. are totally having deja vu right now because they're like, "Man, they said this last week." I swear. Yeah, I said I'm going to talk about things that I agreed
3: with with what you all said, and things I disagreed with with what you all said. I think
1: everybody can agree that Gibbs was got, was drafted a little early, uh, in a weird spot. We didn't really understand that, but the, the more I, think I read, the fantasy about this, implications are going to be great, especially after the Swifty move. So, absolutely. Absolutely.
2: I mean, the more I read about this, the these teams really had poor grades on this entire draft. So sounds like they just got the guy they wanted. They said fuck it. They took their guy. And uh, literally every running last year, except for probably Craig Reynolds, who I don't even know if he's still on the team, was vacated. So lots Not of good wrong. stuff for him. Honestly,
3: had they just changed the order of the picks, they would have been just fine because they got um, that safety if they had gotten Brian Branch, if they'd have got him at the spot they got him at what they got Jameer Gibbs at, if they had made Jameer Gibbs at the uh, Campbell spot and then Campbell in the second round, nobody would have thought anything of it. It would have been just fine. So yeah. all's well that ends well for the Lions. Um, also, I know that me and Joe had this debate, so we're just going to talk about it now. I think Jordan Addison was a great pick for the Minnesota Vikings. I understand the argument that, uh, you know, they have two other people before him, so – He's going to be third in the pecking order, if even that. But I really don't think that. I really think that he's going to get at least wide receiver two numbers next season. I think he's going to be very valuable for teams, and
2: despite what you think, Joe. Well, I don't know. About- I like how you just you addressed my one argument right off the bat. Don't even give me time to. He, I don't think he's talented, Billy. I don't. I, I don't. watched a lot of tape on these guys. I don't think the kid's talented. I really. I don't. I'm sure he's better than me, or in a lot of other people in football. But as far as immediately saying that he's going to go in and put up wide receiver two numbers, I don't think so.
1: I think that I think th- so. it's a little early to be, you know, claiming him as Mike Williams or Keenan Allen at this point. Uh, Cause I think Billy's got the Keenan he's, Allen. He's my Kyle
2: Pitts, Josh. Okay.
1: okay. You know, you're allowed to have one. I think I had yeah. one for a couple of years, uh, but I, I think it's more of, I think this is going to be a nice little love triangle between Hawkinson Jefferson and Addison in the future. I don't think that this year is going to be a, necessary breakout by any means. I think he'll have some relevant games. Um, I don't know about wide receiver two, but I think he'll have a game where he puts up 20 points at some point. I mean, Kirk Cousins slings that ball around and it's going to happen. I mean, someone's going to catch those balls. I mean, KJ Osborne could fight him for targets, but it seems like uh, Osborne's probably going to be the three at this point, which is technically the four with Hawkinson. So,
2: Billy, this sounds like I'm, a fireball bet here.
1: Okay, Liz, I'm, I'm willing to do that. So a good... name PPR...
2: Name our... I'm gonna give you PPR, right? Because okay. that's what we play. That's the best way to play. Shut up, possums! If you disagree with me, Jordan Addison does not finish as a top twenty-four wide receiver this year.
3: We'll see the part of the problem with that bet is I, I think wide receiver
2: twenty-seven. That's what I would probably put him at. Okay, let's put it at twenty-seven. I'd even go thirty-six.
1: This is a this is a Samajir Piran bet, basically. You'll we'll know. We'll know if this is right or not. It, it pretty much is, but, okay, so Adam Thielen
3: last year finished his wide receiver 25. I think he's going to be in that ballpark this year. Definitely think that. That's just me, though. But okay. I, I'll so write it down, Joe. We'll do Yeah. I'll give you wide receiver you 27. Let's 27. No, I, I believe in him more than you do.
1: I mean, is he a wide receiver 2 in a 12-man league or a 16-man league? We really got to clarify this. Well, I, guess I just true. don't think... <clears throat> I
2: think the kid's going to be successful. I don't think that he's a better receiver than Zay Flowers. I don't think he's a better receiver. I mean, Quentin Johnson can't even catch the ball, but I still think he's probably, on size alone, a little bit more talented. There's a lot of guys in this draft, and Jordan Addison, just everyone. Like, the landing spot was great, but he was the third receiver taken. in that. I guess I just don't get –
3: I don't understand the – I don't understand the argument of why you don't even like him to begin with. Is it because of him getting hurt at USC last season? Like, I I don't get – How is that an issue? He just got hurt. He he was fine for the combine. He just
2: barely, you know, he missed a couple games because of injury. He runs those crafty routes. He gets separation. He's not going to get that separation in the NFL. It's simple, and he's not super fast. He tested horribly. If he would have gone out and ran quicker, he'd test horribly. Faith in this. So I just don't think that. I mean, I understand being a crafty route runner in college with two NFL-caliber quarterbacks, but.
3: I like I, mean, uh, I like this revisionist history with Kenny Pickett by the way. Kenny Pickett is not an amazing NFL quarterback.
2: Uh, no, uh, but he has...
1: plays in the NFL. All right, okay. all right, real quick. Real quick, just just to just to put this here, injuries aside, Addison did have regression from his campaign that Two years ago, in yeah. He also went right. from a, a
3: in one offense to in a completely different offense. Like there, it's not you don't just plug
1: and play players. Like I'm that. just I'm that just way. spitting out facts, man. There's no need to yell at me, man. I'm not. In he literally for once. he
3: got Kenny Pickett drafted into the first round of the NFL draft. That alone is a freaking mountain to climb. And I, I would say that if Jordan Addison wasn't there, Kenny Pickett's in the third fourth round of the draft. We never hear from him. Now he's a first round player. He's going to start. For Pittsburgh, for at least like two or three years now. It's going to well, happen.
2: Two or three years. Totally because of Addison. There. Because of just, Addison. I think it was because of the poor uh, division they played in, the poor competition they played against, and
1: all that stuff. Or maybe this was just a Cooper Cup, Matt Stafford love affair. Maybe they're not like phenomenal. They're just, they just have a good thing going. Maybe he needs to go to Pittsburgh. Maybe Kenny Pickett needs to go to Minnesota. Breakfast huh. Club. Breakfast Club. I guess so. I don't know. I just think Kirk's going to be fine. I
3: think Jefferson, and here's the thing that nobody was talking about. If Jefferson gets hurt. That's it's going to be the Addison show. Don't you fucking that. say no, that. Don't even put that, that out. What's wrong I didn't you? say I'm wishing Bro. anything. I didn't say I'm wishing anything. I said, if, if something like that was to happen, angry, angry elf comes back, back from Mexico your you're, sub
1: and go right back across the border. You're supposed <laughs> to be relaxed after vacation. You're coming in and yeah, real hostile.
3: I have the conversations that people have in dark alleyways. And that is one of them, my friends is if that happens, Addison, clear, wide receiver one, upside. Just saying. Just saying. Rats. All right. I'll I'll, I'll get out of that lane then and move on to the Zach Charbonnet discussion that you all had. I know you all don't like the landing spot. I know Ken Walker is there. I don't know if you all have changed your opinions on that based on what you all said last week. You don't like it at all. I think he's going to be a change of pace back. I think he's going to be relevant this year. I probably wouldn't draft him before like the 10th round still. I'm not going to be that guy, but like, I do think this hurts Ken Walker Uh, and not that it's going to help Ken Walker in the long run of things. It's not, they're not just going to lean on Ken Walker the whole time. He's still going to hit his home run runs, So he's not going to be unvaluable. I just think like there's value to be had there. And the running back room was very thin. They got rid of Homer as well. Like their, you know, usual backup. I think it's a very good place for Charbonnet to end up. I think it was a good good call for Seattle to make for uh, them.
1: I don't dislike it for Seattle. I think it's a great move for Seattle. I hate it for fantasy football because we, instead of having Charbonnet land in a spot where he can go be the lead back and Ken Walker can remain the lead back, we now have a a combined running room. It's either a Isaiah Spiller situation where he just doesn't play as much, which I doubt, or you got a split backfield. So Ken Walker's value just takes a tank. So uh, I just, I don't like it for fantasy football. It's one less running back or two less running backs, really, uh, depending on the landing spot. So,
2: yeah, I'm definitely Not that I warmer dislike Charbonnet. Charbonnet. I'm warmer on Charbonnet um, than I was. Now, he's going earlier than I would like to see in these rookie drafts. He still is. He's still up there, which he's got the talent to be. And if anything were to happen to Ken Walker, absolutely. Yeah. Brutal. Hey, Billy Billy, cracked this. We have to talk
3: about injuries because they happen, and they ruin people's teams because they didn't prepare properly for a devastating injury. We need to talk about it at least.
2: Yeah, I think this actually is your lightning and thunder combination in Seattle. It makes a ton of sense for Seattle. Charbonnet, probably going to get more of the short yardage work. I'd see Walker between the 20s and... I think that's how it's going to play out. I hope he doesn't – I mean, Kenneth Walker, I think he was getting like two or three catches a year last year, so he wasn't getting a ton. I hope that just doesn't completely diminish and he still gets a couple of receptions a game. But, uh, yeah, no, I like it. It hurts Kenneth Walker. Charbonnet is fine, and you're right, Bill. I mean, we're not
1: taking him early
2: at all, especially in redraft or anything.
1: Yeah, I I disagree with both of you on this one. I'm actually disappointed in fantasy football aspects of Seattle. If you had anyone on Seattle, except for maybe Geno Smith, all their values plummeted after the draft. Um, You got JSN adding in there, unless something happens with Lockett or or Metcalf trade-wise, which I don't think is going to happen, but at the moment, we don't know. So if all three of them and the two running backs are out there, I don't. Say confidently, you can play one person. Like you're not. It's it's more of a flex situation than a. Oh yeah, I got Lockett. He's a wide receiver too. I'm putting him
2: in. Yeah, I think Walker's a running back too now, and Charbonnet can be a flex, and that's kind of where I'm at with it.
1: Probably most confident in Walker. If anything, it makes a ton of sense for Seattle. They're trying to win it.
2: It's still not a bad plan
3: to have both guys out there. Like they don't want Geno Smith throwing the ball that much. They really would love love to rely heavily on the run game. And they can't just rely on Ken Walker. That's just not how it's going to play out. So they have to have both, and both of them are going to have value for the entire season. And I I don't know. I think both of them could be home run hitters because Ken Walker. It's not like he was scoring five yard touchdowns anyway. Most of his were like sixty yard home run hits, and we're just like, how is he keeping to do this? And you know, as long as he's doing that,
1: yeah. But he can't hit hit home runs if he's not getting the ball as much. Is the problem the home runs? He's going to get the ball from
3: from from sixty. 50, 30, 40 yards out. I mean, that's
1: playing. You know, prime play to eat. I don't think either of them are going to be in the top twenty running backs this year. You bet that Do you. You yeah. want to put a bet on that? No, I'm not going to put a bet on that. I'm just telling okay. you. I, I was about to I say they one of the heaviest be,
3: running teams in the league. Like, I don't, I don't know
1: why. I just don't feel. Me. I don't feel confident. That's just how, where I feel. Yeah, it's expressing my feelings. I thought this was an outlet. Mental <laughs> health awareness <laughs> month. Billy, really. get with it. I guess this is this is an outlet. Um
3: let's see, I have a few more takes. I wanna um I think you all talked about Hendon Hooker. I like Hendon Hooker's landing spot quite a bit. Um he's not gonna play this year. Don't plan on that. I don't want to say the other word because Josh apparently gets triggered when you mention things that could
1: happen to players talk about, it, about every player we talk about. He could be good um, if the person in front of him gets injured.
3: Yeah, <laughs> great well, that, advice. That's, that's rookies, man. That that's the that's the rookie. Okay, well, if we talked about players that are going to be relevant in this draft this year, we have, like, three names to talk about and we can just pack it up because those are players that are definitely I highly
1: disagree with you on that one.
3: Bijan, Jameer Gibbs, and you could probably argue for Dalton Kincaid. The rest of them are behind somebody.
1: Addison, None of Mingo, them Kendry Miller, Raji Rice. Uh, so we're talking about wide receiver two. All three twos. of them, Zay we're Flowers, Hyatt, Roshan roshan johnson oh, that one's a little bit more buried uh but i like, no, I exactly. like again you are bringing
3: up players that there's people in front of like I, none of these guys came in and they're the number one target on their team so i want you guys
2: listen to me it's roshan's backfield and no one else's okay josh well, that's downs. what i
3: hope joe here's the thing i hope that i'm really hoping that the problem with josh down not not josh downs i'm thinking of Jalen hyatt Jalen hyatt landing with the giants
1: there's actually a lot is, of running back or wide receivers on that team.
3: There is, and he is going for uh, Joe's guy's spot. Like that is where he would be playing. So I don't. Oh, I mean, dude, I guess they problem. could put him on the other side, but like that's where he he his bread and butter is is
1: the deep threat. So that's going to be frustrating, I think, quite a bit next season. I think it's more of, so we ran through the wide receivers last week and it was just, there's seven of them, man. Like it's going to be, who's the guy in the Giants? And it'll be fun for like redraft, especially because like your late pick, can your last pick of the draft should be a Giants wide receiver right now. Like just pick one. I don't know which one it is, but like just keep him on your bench for a couple weeks. See if it's that guy. See if he can stay healthy. It's Isaiah
2: so, Hodgins and
1: probably Rice. God, get this. over Hodgins, man. Hodgins has no, so much on competition on. on that team now. He's much better than any of them. Okay,
3: it's unfortunate. Well, Sterling's probably still going to eat, and then they're going to have to maybe fit Jalen Hyatt out there somewhere. But we got he Jews there, at this point? yeah, Slayton
1: there still too. Yeah, Slayton will be a there. favorite for a couple weeks there too before he got injured. I mean, it's just there's who knows no what way Sterling against... Shepherd
2: does not get cut. I mean, dude Torres his ACL. They love job. him.
1: They, they, love love Sterling Sterling
2: Sheppard. Sheppard. they love Sterling
3: Shepard. They love Sterling Shepard. He's gonna be there. You
2: don't like him, Joe. He's I know. A we're,
3: liability. We're, we're talking about he all twenty points all the time. Like, well, all the time seems like a stretch, but it Must does be. happen. Um, all right, just a few more uh, guys that happened or got drafted early, at least in rookie drafts. Devin to Chain. I like that spot a lot. I know that it's kind of a muddled backfield, but they're going to figure out a way to get him touches in that offense. Like, he's going to get work, and I think he's going to get valuable work. in redraft, I don't know what the hell you're going to do with that team. I really don't. I guess you're just going to want a piece of the puzzle. But in Dynasty, yeah, definitely want any, any part of it.
1: It's gonna be kind of like uh, Fournette and Rojo a few years back when nobody knew who it was. So it was like the eighth, ninth round, and you're just like, ah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick Fournette. I'm gonna pick Rojo, and then like one of them is gonna hit. I just don't know which one. That's just one of those. I, I don't know. I think a, a chain is. It, how do you pronounce it? A cane. A chain. C- a chain. C- cocaine. A chain. Um, a chain. He. Yeah. Uh, I. I actually Did just get a really chain
2: with your cocaine.
1: I change the Kakane. Uh no, I just I really like his landing spot because Jeff Wilson and Mostert are signed on what two and one year deals or maybe both two mm-hmm. year deals, but it's not the future. Like a, a Kane is the future, and I think that they're gonna give him a chance to get out there. They did a pretty big rotation as it was, and um, as we're you know, talking about injuries, if anything happens, that man is vaulted into a starting role on supposedly a prolific offense. So I have Tyree Kill on the team at least. So I mean he's
2: He's the guy that uh, kind of like the Deshaun Jackson of running backs, if you will. He might go out and just score you sixty-yard touchdowns all day. Who knows? No one's catching that team. You can't defend them at this point.
0: Put well, fucking fast. Skylar
2: Thompson in there, and he'll be just fine. Uh,
0: that actually Mike didn't White.
2: work last year. Mike White, and Mike White oh, is on Mike White. that team yeah. now,
3: and it's I'm going to be long.
2: Mickey Blanks. It's
3: a it's a Blanco world, and we're just living it. Just saying. Um, all right. <clears throat> Two more. Joe, I liked your Tajay Spears point. The fact that he doesn't have an ACL or whatever the hell that story was. Don't love that. Still means they could rev him up. But I, I mean, how many years are we talking here? He's already 24, 25 years old almost. Don't really know what we're going to, you know, how many years are you even going to get from that? Gurley is like 21. 28. He's 20. He, he was at the senior bowl. How was he at the senior bowl in 21? That's crazy. Well, Whatever the case may be, he might as well already be 25 years old with not having an ACL and basically being Todd Gurley, who's only like 28 right now as it is. So don't love that for for Tajay Spears, but if they're going to have somebody that takes over for Derrick Henry, that's not a bad person to use for a couple years while, while he's out there.
2: I think in redraft, it's okay. I mean, if he's your last pick and you're just keeping him on there for insurance and
1: dynasty, I want nothing to do with it at all but uh i actually disagree with you here i think this is one of those uh <clears throat> one of those fluff stories i don't think it's a oh he's he's gonna die immediately like i think he whether he does, has a long nfl career or not he's gonna play football he's gonna be out there and i'm i am I understand for dynasty purposes you're like ah, i don't want a guy who's willing to be there for four years but late second round pick isn't a bad landing spot whenever but the problem
2: is
3: he's not going no, that's a good second round some drafts he is. If you get him in the first, you've kind of overspent. But if he ends up in the second round,
2: I don't hate it. Every that, draft I've been it. in, he's gone like high two or mid two. He doesn't. I drafted him
1: at two three, and I, I have no regrets. Honestly, I. That's, I think it will be fine. Or power to
2: you, man. I don't valuable run, value running backs in that spot, like in general, and then one with a horrible knee injury. I don't, I'm not. I'm not good with.
3: I want to know how he was at the senior bowl and only 21. That is
2: that never happens. I don't I don't
3: I what I'd love to know his life story of how he ended is up he as super a super smart at 21. I guess so. Um those two lane boys. I guess that's the way. All right. Last one, Will Levis. We just need to talk about it. They drafted him in the second round. I was utterly shocked that he got drafted in the second round. I'm not gonna lie. It was I mean we even did our last uh, mock draft and just completely blew it on. You know, he we thought he was going to be the second pick overall. Doesn't end up going till day two. Joe and I think Josh mentioned it too. I don't know who all of those women were that were at the table with him. It was a shocking amount of people. I don't know how a different person was sitting next to him every time they flashed the camera over, but it just kept happening. Um, the only problem is, and I, maybe I might be overthinking it, but Malik Willis is there. I, I don't, and he's probably. Two years younger than Will Levis. So I, I don't know why they hate Malik Willis that much. I realize that he did not show a lot last season. I'm not trying to minimize how horrible he looked, but he's like 21 or 22 years old. Like, I think we should give him a chance. I mean, he should at least get an opportunity to learn a little bit. I mean, they just threw him out there. I don't.
2: He's already don't like on
3: the it. trade block, man. They
2: already put him out there. I think they're going
3: to cut him. If I can be honest with you, I think they may cut him. Just cut him off the team, which is just bonkers to me.
1: Yeah, i i don't I don't really get it because like, why, like Tannehill is obviously not the future, so like, why not have a hopeful backup? You know what I mean? I, don't, I mean, obviously, right. it wasn't great what we saw last year, but give him a chance to like learn, you know. But I will say, Will Levis might be the steal of the rookie drafts because he's just—I mean, I don't know where he's going in everybody else's leagues, but in every league we've been in, I think it was fourth or fifth round where he's just slipping and just sitting there. And, I mean, there's got to be a future for that team. So, I assume it's Will Levis. And, I mean, I think there's worse dart throws you could take for a quarterback that late.
3: I just think was his bizarre, play for, his bizarre it was all his bizarre behavior before the draft, like where he was eating mayonnaise and pickles and stuff. Like, he was just making all these weird food combinations. I think that kind of turned people off. I don't know. Like, Patrick Mahomes loves ketchup. Ketchup's guy. like the
1: most disgusting condiment in the world, but like people still love it. And people love Patrick hey, Mahomes. Hey, he dropped to 12
3: because, or 10 because of that, probably. You <laughs> went, <he> went
2: 202 <laughs> in my last Super Flex. Uh, in Super Flex, that makes a, whole, Flex. a little bit more sense. Yeah. I mean, I just I think most of the time guy. he's going to go in the first, but if you're seeing him late first, early second, snag him. I think that's a great spot for a super flex. I don't want to be the
3: person that takes him in the first round because I, think there's more chance that he's never good. than there's a chance that like he's going to work out and be Jalen hurts, for example, like he went in the second round and he ended up being top five quarterback in the league. I think he's closer to maybe never going to work out than being the Jalen hurts, but that's just me. I haven't liked Will Levis this entire time. I was letting the outside influence me, which by the way, both of you, we need to realize this next year. Let's just, Live how, our lives how we think because we did this two years ago with Malik Willis. Maybe this was me influencing you guys. I don't know. But like, we, I, I thought Malik Willis was going to go in the first round, pick it. You know, Sam Howe was going to find his way in the first round. None of them went. Same thing happened this year with Will Levis. I knew for a fact in my head he was not going to go in the first round, but I just was like, you know what? Too many people are saying he's going to go in the first round. So I just, I have to believe him because they're smarter than me. They're not, they're not smarter.
1: At all. I think it really comes down to no team is really trying to give up their draft strategy. So no analyst actually knows what's happening. I mean, there's a couple leaks here and there where we know that Bryce Young's going to Carolina or something. Sure. The first picks usually for like, if there's a leak, it's usually pretty accurate, but that's the problem is analysts are going to analyst things and they're going to keep going and they're going to say, yeah, this, this is what they're going to do. I know this is the only thing they can do. And the team has their own strategy. I mean, everyone, It was like Trayvon Walker being selected over Aiden Hutchinson last year. Like, nobody saw that coming, although Trayvon Walker was flying up boards. Like, I mean, it's just you don't know who the person's going to like. So I just think
3: it's a lesson I finally learned. Like when I'm watching something with my own eyes, I just need to trust it because I'm probably seeing it the same way that these NFL, not even the analysts, just like the owners and GMs are just like, I see that player playing badly. I don't think they're going to go. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be very high on our board. That's the obvious thing. We don't need to like talk up and like overanalyze things because I, am not doing it next year. I'm just not, I don't care. if Vegas has a player going number two overall. And that's the like favorite don't care. Just going to trust my eyes because this is the second year in a row where I think a quarterback's going to go in the first round and they don't even get drafted in the first. That's just
1: hey, very frustrating. We game. were spot on with that wide receiver run in the, the in the twenties sure though. Like we were like, this is weird putting three wide receivers in a row and then four went in a row and we're like, all right, well maybe it wasn't that weird. So yeah, I, our mark, mark, mock
3: draft was pretty good. I mean, at one point we even had like Felix and Duque, Uzama on the chiefs, like, At one point in time in all of our mock drafts, we had a lot of these picks going. There was only a few real surprises for us. So I don't know. Good on us. All right. Pretty pretty big deal. All I got, that's all I got for the first couple rounds. Just wanted to touch on that since you all talked about it last week. Don't want to waste the entire episode talking about that. But this week, we are going to talk about taxi squad guys. So these are the guys that are going to go fifth, sixth round or undrafted. Players that you think might have upside, players that you think that there's a path to success. Because at this point in time, a lot of people have either completed their drafts, they're late in their draft, waiting on somebody who's been on the clock for 24 hours, and they're <clears> rolling <throat> about trying to pick up who's going to be my waiver wire decisions, free agencies. And that's the guys that we're going to help with today because I've been seeing a lot of people on the timeline like asking who are the taxi squad guys? Who are the taxi squad guys? So let's just throw out a couple names. We'll start with Joe. And just name a guy that you like and why you like him. As far as these late round picks, yeah, late round picks,
2: or free agents that you've picked up
3: or seen picked up since the just somebody who's gone
2: late. Yeah, um, I can't stop my love affair with Bryce Ford Wheaton. It's it's the fact that he is the size he is. He ran the four three eight. And he just is a mountain compared to anyone else the Giants have on their wide receiver roster. Now I fell in the same love train with Hakeem Butler. Boom. You know, look, look at him. He's going to be back in the NFL, but uh, these size guys <laughs> okay. are super appealing to me. And I mean, they paid him a ton of money for an undrafted free agent. I think he's going to stick around. He's going to get poached off the practice squad. So I think he makes the active roster and I think you get him out there for a couple of plays and you'll see more and more and more. So that's a guy I am throwing on the taxi squad
1: immediately. And I'm, I don't want anyone else to have him. Fuck Bryce Ford Wheaton. He had a chance to be on the greatest team that's ever played. And he chose the New York Giants. So just opportunity, I would assume. I was wondering the same thing. I mean, not really, though. I mean, he has a chance to be the number one, but there's still a lot of depth on the Eagles. You're the number three or four. You just you're, you're going to see playing time. You're just not the number one or two. So I think that's yeah. really what it came down to. I think he, he thinks he can be the number 1. So hopefully he can. Um my dude's AT Perry. Story. Yeah. My dude's AT Perry from New Orleans. Big dude. I've gotten him late. I, I wouldn't quite say uh, you know, pick him up after the draft, but you should be able to get him in the 4th, 5th round. Uh, I think I got him in the 6th in one of them. So he just was sitting there. The Saints have had Michael Thomas on their team for the last 3 years, although he's not actually on the team, so uh 6'5 coming in, basically gonna be the replacement for Michael Thomas. And I think that's what that team's been missing is that kind of bigger guy. They don't really have a tight end other than Taysom Hill, who just plays trick plays, and Juwan Johnson's had a couple of good showings here and there. So um Shahid and Michael Thomas are the only other competition for him. Olave's obviously gonna get his work. Um, but I don't I just I'm done with Michael Thomas. I think we can just kind of say that. So I've been getting him everywhere, and I think Perry's gonna have I don't know if he's going to come out real hot right off the start, but I think that he's going to start off as a taxi squad player, and he might be one of those guys that you actually bump up during their season, especially if things go right for him. I think you're right
3: right there. Yeah. I, I really liked Perry. I mean, you guys are both six I'm pretty sure uh, A.T. Perry six three six four 6'3", 6'4", something like that. So, I mean, these size guys that go late, like, you know, there's – Usually something about them that has held them back, whether it's like their speed or something like that. But, I mean, as far as like needs on teams, every team needs one of these guys because every ride receiver that was drafted in the first couple of rounds were all like 6'1 and under. Not a bit. lot of tall guys. So, like, you're going to want a guy like that because they don't come out often with that size. And you can't teach size. You can teach a lot of things in the NFL. You cannot teach somebody to be 6'4. four. just doesn't work that way. We all would have done it if that was teachable. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I like that pick a whole lot. Um, I'm going to go with a guy that is kind of shorter, but it's Puka Nakua uh, out of BYU. He went to the LA Rams. Um, Here's the Rams wide receiver depth chart right now. Cooper Cup, Tutu Atwell, Van Jefferson, Lance McCutcheon, and Vince Skaronik. Cooper Cup aside, not a lot of... Uh, Banner competition on that team for Puka Nakua to potentially be somebody that could uh, get meaningful snaps this year. I don't believe Sean McVay likes the talent that's on the roster currently. I just don't believe it. He may even come out and say that he likes it. I don't believe it. I just don't. There's no way that he wants to go into the season with Tyler Higby as his second target for Matt Stafford. Just don't believe it. So I think Nakua has a chance in the early part of the season – and this you know rookie mini camp and mini camp when it comes up in august to really stand out because they need somebody and like i think some of these guys would be cuts on other teams if tutu atwell was on the eagles he's getting his ass cut off the team but on the rams he's going to be an integral part of the system so i think that gives nakua potentially an edge because he he is a guy that stafford would like to have
2: i like that pick i mean they the one thing you can say about Nakua is he was always open on there, yeah. and he kind of, you know, play style wise, kind of reminds me of Cooper Cup the way he the way he does stuff. So, getting him that late, they might have unlocked a gem right there. That well, hopefully Stafford plays the whole year. That's that's my only thing about the Rams. We'll see.
1: Yeah, well, if not, they got a uh, our goal our guy Stetson Bennett in the fourth round, so I think the Georgia yeah. Bulldog will.
3: I would love to talk about Stetson Bennett for a second. He is going to be thirty years old at the end of his rookie contract. That is not a that's not a a wrong thing. Um, I don't understand why they took him in the fourth round. I get why they took him because they need a backup quarterback. John Walford or whatever his name is is on the Bucks now. But Stetson Bennett is damn near the same age as Matt Stafford. Um I don't really know what like I, I guess he's good as a backup maybe but I I don't I don't really understand that pick a whole lot. That's pretty high Listen, draft capital to give somebody like Stetson especially pitch. when they had no picks.
1: Exactly. Like to think that him like weird, one
3: of the one of the ones like that's crazy
1: to me. I don't know why you guys hate Stinson Bennett. I get for dynasty purposes. Like, do you think, do I think he's going to be a long-term guy? Do I think he's going to play into his forties? Probably because all he's got to do is play three years. But I think that he will have the chance to show what he's got. And I mean, he's played at a high level for what seems like 55 years at this point uh, in college. And he literally <laughs> won two national literally. championships back to back. So I, I mean, not, just, not so, just side. Jokes aside, he's he's well, he, he doesn't he could be a game manager as well. I mean, they got to put a team around him, which they don't have right now. But, um, I mean, stat, they're not winning any championships anytime soon. Like, I'm sorry, I don't the Rams are so. Then toast. why
3: take a guy that's going to be 30 in four years? I
1: don't, I don't understand it. I guess I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't hate Stetson Bennett like the rest of you guys. I just don't get it because no, no, no. I get.
3: I get why he won the national titles because he had the Philadelphia Eagles defense playing with him in college. Makes sense. Like, <laughs> he literally had the entire Eagles defense playing with him in college. So I, fair, I get why the he won. And yeah, exactly. He has like NFL talent all over. I mean, by the way, what the Eagles did in that draft taking all of those Georgia players is just, I mean, good for them, but their scout team just had to flip on the TV during the national championship, see what they did to TCU and just be like, yep. Okay. We're good. I think we know who we're taking. That's it. Well, honestly, we we have Alabama's offense,
1: Alabama's offense who won some championships for a long time. And then we got Georgia's defense who just won a couple championships. So I don't think there's a problem with grabbing the, the best team players out there. I mean, it's, it's a weird strategy, I will say, but um, Nolan Smith learning from Hassan Reddick will be great. Having both of them come off the edge in the future. Um, and then not to mention sharing up that, uh, offensive line with Jordan Davis and, uh, our guy that I already forgot. Jalen Carter, Jalen Carter. Jesus. Don't talk about it. It's been a long day. Ridiculously man. fell
3: past Joe's bears. Joe, do you have anybody else that you want to add, uh, that has a potential late, late round steal?
2: Yeah. There's a guy that Eric Gray is. I mean, I know you're a big OU guy. Um, he's, he's a player, man. He, he does good. I like watching his tape. I like what I see. And this whole Saquon thing is very interesting to say the least, because, uh, you know, he could hold out. He could get injured. We've seen him get injured year after year. Last year was his first healthy one, I think, since his rookie year. And they really have no one else behind him. I mean, who do they have? The uh, Matt Breida is the backup mm-hmm. there. And I think Eric. he doesn't really give any competition to Eric Gray. so. I think Eric Gray has a lot more running style the way Saquon would not saying he's as good as that, but for a guy you're getting late in your draft to throw in your taxi squad, he could come in and theoretically really help your team to a championship this year. If the cards fall the right way. So it's more of a lottery ticket, but or not even do in the late rounds,
1: not even that just next year, he might be the starting running back like Saquon might be gone. So, I yeah. mean, it's, it's interesting to say the least how late he's going, especially when everybody's pretty much a dart throw after the second round as it is anyway. So, or in a situation where they're the fourth on the depth chart or third on the depth chart, I did find it wild. I I felt like he started sneaking up boards as, as the draft started progressing. Like the first draft Mm -hmm. we did, I think he went a little later and then like some of the other drafts, he started creeping up the boards. Cause that's honestly how I learned about where like players are going to be going is just draft. But at the same time, it's nice to have some semblance of a, cuz when you, when you start drafting especially when you do it the day after the NFL draft ends everybody's just kind of spitballing there's some rankings out there but they're all over the place you don't really have all the full scope of everything and i feel like we gave a pretty good rundown last week on like how to go about this right now i hope people are like listen to that and then draft it afterwards so it's true all right Josh do you have somebody else Yeah, I kind of got a two-parter, one that's like late-round draft and one that's like a pickup after the draft, or you could pick them as the last pick if you wanted, Um, and that's Koontz and Musgrave, uh, two tight ends that landed in teams that do not have tight ends. Um, Musgrave has obviously a great opportunity to be that kind of sure-handed guy for Jordan Love, um, and then Koontz is fighting for a spot between Uzama and Conklin, and the Jets are... An up-and-coming team with uh, Aaron Rodgers now, so I think that there's a chance that this guy clings on and and hits a really hits a really good home run. But he, these are both good taxi squad plays. Um, honestly, there's a chance that uh, Musgrave starts right away and is just that guy. And it's kind of ironic that I just thought about this this Aaron Rodgers trade, but picked about these guys. But um, Aaron Rodgers hasn't historically loved tight ends, but there have been some love affairs with some different tight ends in the past. So. Um, the wide receiver room looks pretty good, but with the Lazard and, you know, some of the, the lower end of it is not as great as it actually is. So Cobb's a role player. I mean, you got Garrett Wilson, obviously that's supposed to be his Devante Adams, but I, I just, I'm interested in teams that have a high powered offense that have an easy way to the starting lineup.
2: Absolutely.
3: Yeah. I like it. Um, all right, my uh, my last one, even though I have a couple more that I'd like to mention, is uh, Michael Wilson for the Cardinals. Um, he was one of the few tall wide receivers in this draft. He is going, to, he is still kind of going in that fifth round area, but I've seen a couple uh, mock drafts where he didn't even get drafted, which I just blows my mind a little bit. But the wide receivers that are in Arizona are going to be wiped away pretty soon. Hopkins is not going to be there for a long, long time. I think Marquise Brown is not a long term option for them. I think he's just, this is the next stop on his, wherever he's headed next after that. So I don't think he's necessarily, so I think that's going to be a completely fresh room. A lot of people think they're going to take Marvin Harrison Jr. in next year's draft. So that could come into play, but at least he's going to have a leg up getting right in there this year, getting a chance to work with the new offensive coordinator. And I think this is just a, a chance for him to get. Uh, a spot on that roster. And I think he's going to get lined up this year and get points this season. And I think he's got a good chance to work himself into a situation, especially if DeAndre Hopkins does get traded, even though they say they're not going to do it. They might, as the season goes on, and Michael Wilson will be a player that I think could step right in and and starts right away.
2: Yeah. Michael Wilson makes a lot of sense, especially with the Zach Ertz injury, because he was more of a possession guy. A lot of the time he's a bigger dude, so they could let Hopkins and and uh, brown kind of take over the outside and he can work the middle a little bit so i do like that pick i've got a couple more i'd, I'd like to touch on billy if yeah, you go guys got it. a couple more. go for it all right so one of my favorites this one's been kind of kicking around that i really like is lou nichols from central michigan green bay drafted him in the seventh round this dude is big he's 511 225 as a running back and aaron jones is geriatric at this point he's he's getting up there and AJ Dillon we really haven't seen anything of note from him he's looked okay at best so I think Lou Nichols can come in and I wouldn't like I could see him on the goal line quite a bit this year because you know Jordan Love is not going to pull the shit that Aaron Rodgers was able to with Aaron Jones on the goal line so I really like this kid if you get one injury on Green Bay I think you get a running back that you could actually use so
1: that's one of mine it's a very fair point. Um, I didn't really have anything prepared, but I actually want to talk. I'm going to switch over to defense, not that we are part of the IDP Army. So uh, Henry 202, um, one of the guys who was a prospect, like highly in the draft over his first, you know, sophomore and junior years. And when he finally came out, he, he kind of slipped down the board a little bit, but he went to Houston, who I don't know if you guys remember, but Houston's defense was really good last year. Um, and I, he's, I don't know if he's going to find an immediate starting role, but I don't think it's going to be a really hard, way for him to get a, a starting job. And I was actually really excited about him. Joe, you sniped him late in the draft and one of ours. And I was like, damn, didn't know anyone was actually thinking about him. Uh But no, I, I just, I'm excited about the guy. I think he's going to have a, a pretty good chance to be a part of this. What's looking like. It's going to be a pretty good defense in the future. So. It's exciting. Like I like that
2: one. He's
1: going like really late. Too. Yeah, he is.
3: And I mean, as I mentioned, you know, D'Amico Ryans comes in there, played at Alabama, drafts an Alabama guy. I like those connections. Even though, as Bomber pointed out, Christian Harris did play at Alabama, D'Amico Ryans did not pick Christian Harris. He picked Henry Toyo Toyo. So I feel like while that doesn't necessarily mean he's guaranteed that, you know, immediate spot, I still think that's a good chance for him to get onto the field sooner rather than later. Um, Is it Toyo? That's how you pronounce it? Yeah, I think it's Toyo Toyo, I believe. I don't know. Toyo I... Toyo. <laughs> Careful, Joe. There's people that don't like when you mispronounce things. <clears throat> Just saying. Not so me. You? No, it's not. Nope. Your we punctuation is always perfect. We everything. had this discussion last year with uh, somebody who was very upset that we were not pronouncing people's names properly.
1: Um, but whatever, you know. Well, when us see right. what we want. Man. Four thousand people. I'm sorry that I can't get all of them correct.
3: Well, Josh, I think you just get a, a blanket okay, just because you just say whatever random name and however you want to pronounce it.
1: It's just just whatever you think we're going like for. Brett Ripien. Yeah, I understand. Yep. <laughs> I know where you're going with that. I, I, I smelled what you're stepping. <laughs> in there.
3: Uh, yeah, it's just random. All right, only ones I wanted to mention were Mo Ibrahim. He went to Detroit, so he's not necessarily going to be, you know, relevant right away because they just drafted a running back in the first round. But I always liked his game and he seems to be a cyborg. So whenever everyone's dead and gone, there's gonna be, you know, Twinkies, there's gonna be cockroaches, and Mo Ibrahim is still gonna be running for, you know, ten, fifteen touchdowns in the NFL. So I don't know how he's gonna get onto the field, but I would I think he's gonna find his way up that depth chart. He's just A really good player he's kind of old so he's kind of out of joe's demographic even though he likes the player um
2: do like the player
3: the leon leonardo dicaprio of dynasty over here doesn't seem to like you know his running backs old i get it i'm not necessarily you know coping up for him being like 24 already but i I like the way he plays i think he could be a guy like frank gore that's gonna get you three yards whenever you need him that's just the mo ibrahim way in my opinion
2: really is Okay. I like my man. That's that's
3: finish just the fish last one. Okay. Oh, I'm I have sorry. one more, no. one more, my one bad. more, my and bad. then I'm done. Other one is Dontavian Wicks. Uh he went to Green Bay. I've liked him a whole lot. I cannot I did not think he was gonna get drafted in rookie draft. So this has been kind of surprising to see him get moved up uh some boards because I, I didn't even think he was gonna get drafted at all. Um he's gone in the fifth round, and I, I can't remember what he went in the other draft that we did. Um but he has got a real opportunity to make you know himself known out there. He kind of slumped last year, didn't have a great 2021. And when we talked to him in uh Mobile when we were down there for the senior bowl, he even admitted that. He's like, I'm here to show that I'm that's that wasn't me. We just I just had a bad year. I have to agree, his quarterback was absolutely awful. His name's Brendan Armstrong. Not going to be drafted in the NFL, and you almost ruined this guy's career. So that's a shout out to Brendan Armstrong if he's listening. Don't know why he would be. But I like Dontavian Wicks, and I think that the Packers are going to have to throw everything out there and see what they got. I don't think they're going to be a good football team. I think they're going to be in the, the market for a quarterback after this season, and I think that they're going to have to see who is going to be on that roster in 2024 because I think we're going to get a whole new batch of players in there. Maybe the running backs stay, and the you know, tight ends they just drafted are going to get their chances, but Dontavian Wicks I think gets a
1: chance too. Guys, I have an unpopular opinion. Oh, here we go. I think Jordan Love might actually be decent. Oh, my I think, God. I what And it's not because of the trend. which It's not because of the 15 years, 15 years. Maybe he's going to play 15 years. I think the trend breaks with Jordan Love, which I do think all that is way too curious about how he sat a certain amount of games and blah, blah, blah. blah. But... No, I think Jordan Love, like, let's give the man a chance. He actually did get to sit behind probably not a very great coach uh, coaching quarterback as in Aaron Rodgers. I don't know how much he actually tried was willing to get, like expand his knowledge or anything. But I assume Aaron Rodgers was just like Brett Favre was when Aaron Rodgers got there. But I think that. This is the amount of time for a not so like first round type quarterback to sit and learn NFL and learn the system and and watch enough tape. If Jordan Love has put the time in the room in the in the QB room and in training and everything, I I say why not? Like why can't he be good? Why are we? I'm already writing. Andy Reid
2: doesn't know who he is, so he can't be good.
1: Andy Reid Sorry, seems like that's a just a Bears guy. fan twisting the knife there. No, I mean, no. I, I'm, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna go out there and be the same Packers that they have been, make it to the NFC Championship and lose like they always do. Um, I don't think they even make it that far. But I, I do think that they can be a, com- a competitive in their division, which is currently not that competitive. Um, I mean, what? You don't Lions think that, that division's season?
3: competitive? I, I, I think, think they're gonna be. I think the Bears are gonna be better than them. Like, I think not that was... that's a fight to the Bears, but, I mean.
2: I like hearing that, Bill. Keep that going. I think
3: Detroit's going to be the best team in that division, and then Vikings and Bears are going to be fighting for number two, and then the Packers are
1: all the way down at the bottom fighting for a top-five draft spot. That's literally what I think about that team. I, I agree with you in the sense that I think that the Lions will be the best, and I think the Vikings are good, and the Bears hopefully will be good, but we haven't seen it yet. I mean, there's it's not like this division's locked up right now. Kirk Cousins can fail. I mean, he's not the best quarterback in the world. I mean, their offense is obviously good. The Bears, we want to be good. And the Lions, we think are going to be good, but we don't know. Like, why, why can't Jordan Love be good? Why can't this be a good division? Well, See, a, they, don't just, good, they don't have a good. They don't have a good team. I've
2: watched the Packers do this shit for.
1: So. I don't even like the Packers. I'm just saying, why are we already writing Jordan Love off? I told you this was going to be an unpopular opinion, and I'm, I am almost fucking dead on. But I'm just saying, like, why? Well, Joe can't likes we your
3: opinion, it? and I think there's an ulterior motive to Joe liking Jordan Love. But I don't think Joe, Jordan Love wasn't very good when he came out of college. I think even though he may have learned some some things from Aaron Rodgers. It's hard to really duplicate what Aaron Rodgers does. I I just don't – even Brett Favre wasn't quite what Aaron Rodgers was. Like, he was good too, but I'm just saying, like, it wasn't – Did you just say Aaron Rodgers was
1: better than Brett Favre? Yes. I believe that. I don't know how I feel about that. that Is that an unpopular opinion? He's this right now. Uh, Dude, Favre out there. Well, to be fair, the way he's been dealing with his Wrangler jeans and all the crazy shit he's been doing, probably a good thing that you said that. But uh, no, I'm I'm not saying I don't want them to be good. I actually would laugh if they have zero wins, but at the same time, then they'd get to draft Caleb Williams. I wouldn't want that. But I hate the Packers with the fiery passion. I'm just saying, why are we writing Jordan Love off already? Like, we should give him a chance to at least play the football game. I mean, the defense still sucks. I think their offense is going to be right, middle. Billy, I I Not get good. it, man. I said it was an unpopular opinion. You don't have to keep shoving it down my throat.
2: All right, or, I got two guys. Fuck the We're done. Fucking, uh, i would say wide receiver Andre. Oh, I don't know how to say his last name, Billy. I Oscevas. Oh. At the Senior Bowl, the cornerbacks voted him the most hard to cover, and there were some very good defensive backs at the Senior Bowl. He signed good, with Cincinnati. Good. Yeah, he signed in Cincinnati where Tyler Boyd's not going to be there forever, and uh, we don't know about T. Higgins, so he could be a really solid piece of that offense in a couple years. And then my favorite defense uh, guy just to stash, is J.L. Skinner. Broncos drafted him. He's injured right now. I don't know if he'll be ready for the season, but Justin Simmons is getting older. We don't know if he's going to be who he is on there, but uh, J.L. Skinner can play in the box. He can play deep. He can – Play a hybrid role, possibly they, you know, they need some linebacker help on that team still. So he's a guy that I have been targeting late as much as possible.
1: Yeah. I actually really like the, um, just Cincinnati players, Cincinnati rookies in general, Asivas, uh, Charlie Jones, Chase Brown, because who knows what's going to happen with Mixon's off the field issues. We still don't know if that was actually real or not, but if anything does happen, but regardless, he's next up. I mean, Travion Williams, Chris Evans haven't really shown anything that's like with P Ryan gone. I feel like there's still a chance. And then, I don't think either of these wide receivers are going to be relevant this year. I mean, there's a chance obviously, but T Higgins, we don't know what's going to happen. Tyler Boyd's uh, contract's going to be up soon too. I mean, it's just, it's just more about the future at this point. These are like great taxi squad players to put on right now. And I was, at first I was like, why are people drafting Cincinnati wide receivers? And then I was like, Oh, it's the fifth round. It's fair. Like might as well. Yep. I mean, it's not like they got taken super
3: high to where like, you're like, Oh shit, they're like going to get on the field. Like Michael Wilson, third round, guy for arizona probably gonna try to get him on the field these guys were kind of later but still like you know we don't know how the future is going to go in cincinnati so they're definitely going to be available i
1: think and joe barrel is going to be thrown on the ball at some point so it's going to be interesting
3: it's true all right joe you have any more
1: no i mean there's a bunch
2: of guys i like but those are the ones i want to highlight okay well now
3: for the last little bit of this podcast we're just going to talk about players that especially i think that we've seen um that people are dropping from their teams to put players on their team for their taxi squad so we're not going to make this complicated we're not going to be caping up for like julius chestnut not gonna we're not gonna go deep diving into like that but there has been a few players that i've noticed i'm sure you guys have noticed too where you kind of like eyebrow raised like whoa that guy got dropped like I still think he could be relevant. I don't I don't th- I think he should still should stay on the team or on your taxi squad. So um, you guys want me to start out or do you two have somebody off the top of your head?
1: Uh, you can start, but I do want to just say I love watching. I, I scroll through the giant max exodus of people dropping players. And I just have to look to see if there's anyone that I'm like, oh, man, like this guy should not be a free agent at all right now. And I need him on my team.
3: 100 percent okay well with that with the spirit of that in mind my first one that i saw drop that i immediately was like i'm putting a waiver claim in was khalil shakir for the buffalo bills i understand he did not necessarily have a great year last year um he was a fifth round pick last season too so i i I get all of that the bills really liked him when he got drafted there and he they're was an opportunity for him to show a little bit more last season, but I think they were really giving Gabe Davis 100% chance to show what he could do next to Diggs and hopefully be the wide receiver too. Gabe Davis famously did not do that. And so I think that it's a little premature to drop Khalil Shakir after year one for a rookie that you may not need. I mean, if you're dropping him for like Bijan, I get it. I understand that that, but there has to be a better option to drop in my opinion um, I think Khalil Shakir should stay on every taxi squad, and I think that he – it could be useful this season, and I think you need to give him at least one more season to see what he can do.
1: Yeah, and in the yeah. spirit of that, Joe, I'm going to jump over you in case you were planning He's on dead. going right away. Please do. Um, my, my biggest thing is do not do what I did my first year in Dynasty. I dropped DJ Chark thinking, why is this guy even on this person's roster? Adam drafted him, the team – the guy I took over the league from – And he went off the next year. And sure, his career has not been the most vibrant after that. But I did miss out on one good year of a guy just because I gave up on him after the first year. And so in that spirit, David Bell is my guy. Do not give up on this guy yet. Cincinnati or Cincinnati. Cleveland's wide receivers are strong. But David Bell still has some relevance here. Um, I'm still not sold on Donovan People Jones. I know you guys are. Uh, and not to mention, once again, we talk about the injury bug. It still can happen. They did add a rookie wide receiver, but I think that this man should be rostered in the league still and put him back on the taxi squad. What's one more year of the taxi squad going to hurt you? I just think that he was drafted high in the in the first year, his rookie year last year, and I think that there's still a chance that this guy has sees the field. The Browns looked awful all around last year, other than Nick Chubb. Um, I think let's 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 give it another year, see what Deshaun Watson's got with that team, and just. Hold on, I understand why you would be like ah, there's that there, he's buried, you know, like pants. Yeah.
2: So Billy, I'm gonna be completely honest with you, man. I didn't do the homework here, um, on there, but uh, I just want one name to throw out there. Don't drop Henry Ruggs. I'm just kidding, but <laughs> <laughs> that I I'm seeing just scrolling through. So James Robinson was dropped. That's what? insane. Yeah, wow. I'm in a league where James Robinson was cut. That's insane. Hang on to him. We have no idea how Belichick.
1: and we lost Joe. He has no idea how Belichick's going to handle James Robinson. I'm okay, well, gonna, I don't know. Let me finish this thought because James Robinson oh, okay. is the second running back on this team right now. JJ Taylor and whatever else is behind Ramondre Stevenson is not relevant, but I will say that. James Robinson has been a good running back and has just had a weird, shitty deal the last couple of years. I, I don't think that there's any worth in cutting him. I think he needs to be rostered at all costs, at least in Dynasty.
3: I think so, it was one of the biggest mistakes the Jags made trading him. I really, really, really believe that. I don't, I get why they did it because they wanted to give Etienne like that, I guess, extra bit of confidence, but I don't think. It just ruined James Robinson's career, it looks like, so far. And then it just hasn't really helped Jacksonville because they need a guy like James Robinson. They went out and drafted Tank Bigsby to be James Robinson when they could have just kept James Robinson. I don't really understand why they let him go, but I am I hate that he's in New England because it's just a mess up there for now. Yeah, I, although um, honestly
1: I was expecting fully expecting Belichick to draft a running back, and he didn't. At least not I, one that's right. I sure as heck thought
3: that. I really yeah. thought he was gonna do the same thing.
1: Um did he draft, okay,
3: like, I have a, cornerbacks or something crazy. Like he, he did. He knows he knows that he's gonna have to face two uh, Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen. He's like, We're not okay, we gotta just, do something about this. Just, just take this. <laughs> he's like, oh, this air in the ball out thing is not gonna work. Um okay, I have two that I want to touch on before Joe comes back in. Uh and they're both from Tennessee. One of them is Kyle Phillips. He got drafted in the fifth round last year. Um, he was, all intents and purposes, one of the starters on that team until he got hurt. He hurt his hamstring, and it limited him to, like, three games. But he was ahead of Traylon Burtz when, you know, push came to shove last season. When they were actually trying to be competitive at the very beginning, he was one of the guys that was, like, one of the guys they were going after because Robert Woods wasn't really getting used. It was mainly, you know, Kyle Phillips, and they were trying to get Traylon Burks involved. So I'm just letting everybody know that Kyle Phillips, on the other hand, should not be dropped because I know that a lot of people are forgetting about him. So there, and he wasn't really that useful, but don't drop him. Just at least keep him on the taxi squad, but don't drop him. Like I think Kyle Phillips being dropped is a mistake. And then my other one is Hassan Haskins. I get that they just drafted Tajay Spears, but I still think. You know, you need to keep Haskins around just in case. I, I understand Derrick Henry is still the starter. I get that most people think that now that Tajay Spears is there, he is the number two. But Hassan Haskins was a, you know, played his special team part last season. I still think he has an opportunity to fight for that number two role, even if they did draft Spears there. I still think that you need need to keep him on the radar.
1: I completely agree with you, especially for wide receiver, because they did not add anything to that wide receiver Nothing, room. and like the Tennessee Titans are going to have to throw the ball somehow. I don't know to who yet, but uh, yeah, those are those are those are obvious. I haven't
3: I seen think. Phillips dropped, but I can see how people would be like hovering over his name as a potential drop candidate. I, I can see why people may think that,
1: but they shouldn't. I I completely see why they would think that as well, but they're wrong. So. Um, <laughs> Okay. I'll, I'll throw another one out there. I don't know if Joe's going to make it back or not with his uh, glitching, uh, but I will say Peyton Hendershot, I think, needs to still be on rosters. I've seen him dropped in a couple leagues or at least one league and only rostered in like 16 or 20-something percent of leagues right now. Um, I just I don't see why. Yes, they drafted Shoemaker. Yes, he might be the guy, but Hendershot in his rookie year was, if Dalton Schultz wasn't there, there was a chance that Hendershot was going to have a huge role on this team, and he looked good when he was doing it. There was still the other guy—I can't remember his name—the third tight end too—that they had two rookies last year that were fighting for spots. But Hendershot beat Jake Ferguson the whole time, so uh, I and just feel like give him a chance. S- yeah, he could—he could break out. I was actually at one point I was between the two of them when Dalton Schultz went down that game. I was like, I'm going to pick up one of these guys, and I picked up Hendershot, and I'm sticking with it at least for a couple of weeks, see how this shakes out for the tight ends. I think That's it's fair. still taxi squad eligible too. So keep them on there. All
3: right, Joe, do you want to finish your James Robinson point? We kind of talked about it, but we'll let you finish your
2: point. Yeah. Just, just don't drop him. We don't know how he's going to be used. And then
0: <laughs> Taylor
2: Heineke is another guy that got dropped. Um, I still think he's going to be the quarterback of that team before long. And uh, I'm going to, very unpopular point here. I have Kenny Galladay on the team, and I'm not dropping him until I figure out what the hell.
1: Someone's going to sign him. I was going to say, he's a free agent, right? Yeah. <laughs> the Giants got him. him. Okay. Someone's going to sign him. And I, I just dude, I'm see so him. mad at the Giants for ru- ruining Galladay's career. Yeah. Or maybe it's Galladay ruined of Galladay's career. I don't know.
2: He got his payday and fucking bounced, dude. I don't blame him at all, but I still Good think there's him. a little bit of talent there, and I just think it's too early to to cut him.
3: I think you're right about that. All right, I have two more names. If you all want to come up with some more, then please do. Uh, the other, Another one I want to mention, and this is as ridiculous as this sounds, you all are going to call me crazy, and I'm calling myself a little bit crazy. Do not drop Tom Brady. I don't think, for some reason, just don't think it's over. I feel like he's going to come back for some reason. I just don't – I don't think the way that he went out of the NFL is the way that he wants to go out of the NFL. I don't know that he wants all of the, like, you know, everybody to throw flowers at his feet and give him, you know, ridiculous gifts every time he visits a stadium and all that. But I just – the way that he went out last season was so sad, and I just don't think that that's the way that he wants to go out. And he saw a decent season last season. So I don't think I, I don't know I just don't think that's the way he wants to go. I still think either San Francisco if they need to make a call in you know November when their entire team's on fire or Miami if Tua goes down and they're like well we could have Mike White or we could have Tom Brady you know something like that. They already you know did this dance once with Miami so maybe they do it again. I just think there's a chance that he comes back and I wouldn't drop him if I already had him. It would not
2: be a guy I would drop. He's going to San Francisco.
1: And there's I also that opportunity to, there's, there's lots of connections still with Tom Brady and it just, it doesn't seem right. I said the same thing. I was like, I'm not, I'm not believing it until the season starts. Even like not to mention, he could still come back when someone's making like what the jets did last year. He can mm-hmm. say he was a, say he was retired. He could have went to the jets and been like, Hey, listen, we had a really hot start and we fucked up and we're signing Tom Brady. And now we're going to go to the playoffs and actually do something with it. So um, speaking of quarterbacks in general, I think, Guys like Gardner Minshew and Mike White um, are on people's ideas of chop blocks because they have a rookie coming in or, you know, they're just, you know, Tua's healthy now, question mark. I just personally think that there's a huge chance that Tua's not fully healthy and there's a good chance that Anthony Richardson doesn't start right away. If Gardner Minshew, like, kills it in camp and goes out there and plays, I want to see what happens first before I'm dropping them. Um, I feel like there's too many, there's, there's only so many quarterbacks out there, especially in super flex. I'm assuming you're probably not dropping them anyway, but um, I just think that you should at least keep an eye on this first. Like sure Tua's is going to start and sure. Minshew's going to have competition with Richardson, but I mean, I just think you, let's see what happens first. What if Richardson goes out there and looks exactly like Luke Willis did last year, Gardner Minshew's the guy and that team is a pretty decent offense and Minshew can run it better than half the quarterbacks they had last year or all the quarterbacks they had last year. So I just I, I want to see what happens first when you drop a guy who has the talent to be the starter. Yeah, Minshew is actually on my list because I
2: think Richardson starts week one, but I could see a way where Minshew holds him off for a while. So just early to drop him.
1: I think personally it'd be a bad idea to start him first first week, but I that you know I guess I feel about it. we're what talking about, about man. I'm excited yeah. about Richardson, though. I, I was actually pretty bummed when Richardson got drafted by Indy because I was like, ah, oh, I was hoping to be Levis or something where Minshew could fight him off. But I think Ri- the, the Richardson conversation is going to happen sooner than a lot of the well, than the Levis and Tannehill conversation. Actually, I don't know. Tannehill was pretty bad last year. It's true. It did right. look do, good have any,
3: do you have anything more, or do you want me to keep going?
2: You got, if you got a bunch, you can – I mean, there's just – I'll start. Move, I'll start moving through some of mine. So yeah.
3: another one is uh Rashid Shahid for uh, New Orleans. He had the two games last year where he kind of had those like wacky touchdowns, and everybody's like, "Who the hell is that guy?" And we were people were asking us like, "Should we start him?" And I was like, "I don't. I have no clue." Like New Orleans is being very weird, but I think he's at least worked his way into a chance to start this season, and I think he probably will. They added At Perry, but I mean they don't exactly have a stellar roster of wide receivers down there as it is. Like, Michael Thomas probably isn't going to – I don't – who knows what Michael Thomas is going to do? Only Michael Thomas knows what Michael Thomas is going to do. So I don't think that, you know, A.T. Perry is going to take Rashid Shahid away. I think he's just going to fill in a role on the outside that they need. But I think Shaheed is somebody that you need to keep on your roster because he's going to get a chance to show what he can do. He got a quarterback upgrade from Andy Dalton to Derek Carr. Some people may argue that was not an upgrade, but I think it is. And they definitely believe in Derek Carr. And Derek Carr knows how to get the ball to players. That, that is the one thing that um, we can say about him. So I think he is a guy that, you know, he doesn't even have a picture on Sleeper, which is always a telltale sign of so many people are thinking about dropping. I don't know what it is, but if they don't have a picture, I know that people are going to like, eh, okay, he didn't have a picture. Let's, let's get rid of his ass. I definitely see that as being – uh, Rashid Shaheed. Like, he doesn't have a picture, so let's just throw him away. I don't think that's a good idea. I really don't.
1: No. Okay. I don't After actually that. have any more. I mean, I could keep talking okay. about players randomly, but I didn't know. Well, like, I'll, I'll go through to...
3: a couple more I've seen just because I think it's ridiculous, and I just need to get a few more off my chest. Next one's Deion Jackson for Indianapolis. They didn't add a running back. I know Zach Moss is there, but they didn't seem to care about that last year. They added Devin he Hall, man. As I say, you they should... got somebody, didn't they? Well,
2: okay, okay. My bad. I <laughs> meant they
3: kidding. didn't add anybody in a significant like okay. yeah. round Perfect. to where you would just think a that ass. Deion Jackson's gonna get, um, you know, not gonna get the first crack if Jonathan Taylor isn't there. I'm not saying he's gonna get hurt. I'm just saying he did. You know what happened last sure. season? Put Deion Jackson in a role. I think you should keep him just as a handcuff because I think he is the handcuff at least for now. Um, and then the last one I have is Chase Edmonds. I know what he did in Denver last year is embarrassing, and it's not something that I would suggest having on a roster. What he did in Miami, pretty much equal to that. They had to, literally they got rid of him and brought out anybody that played for San Francisco because he was so bad. However, now he's in Tampa. He's backing up uh, Rashad White. I'm not. I, I'm. They're going to give Rashad White every chance at, to start, and he's going to get. You know, I'm thinking three down work potentially, but. If anything was to happen, maybe he's not performing as well. Maybe they want to change things up. I think Chase Edmonds will find his way onto the field in some capacity, and I think next season he could at least be relevant in some flex way, I think. I don't think he's a guy that you're going to get a ton of big weeks out of, but I think towards the end of the season, especially if they want to save Rashad White's life and not have him run 45 times when they're going for the number one pick, which I think they're going to be in that competition, because they have literally Baker Mayfield and John Wolford. That is not the quarterback team that you want running your uh, organization. I think that Chase Edmonds could get out there and get at least some garbage touches. You know, Latavius Murray did this with Baltimore last year. Everybody was like, what the hell? Latavius Murray's back in my life? That's crazy. I think Chase Edmonds could have a similar situation happen to him with Tampa. That's that's just what I believe.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I thought that was a good signing by Tampa. Um, OK, Sorry, I will I say had. we I, I pulled this up and I never actually d- discussed this. So we talked about the Cincinnati wide receivers, Tyler Boyd and Higgins contracts expire after this year. So and they have to sign Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. So those wide receivers on Cincinnati, those rookies are even more highly coveted, I would think, for rookie drafts. So. Yep. Because I don't think Very Boyd much. or Higgins can make it back. They might be able to franchise tag one of them, but that's probably going to be determined for Chaser.
3: I think they're going to let Boyd walk. And then a Boyd's walking tag, for sure. They might they tag try to Higgins, keep Higgins. but Yeah. I just, what, I, mean, I just don't know what that buys them. I, I don't know. A lot of people it's think just... they're going to keep Higgins. And Bengals fans, if you even mention to a Bengals fan that they're thinking about getting rid of Higgins, they literally start foaming at the mouth and wanting to like attack <laughs> you, like jump over the a table and attack you. And I just like, look, they can't pay everybody, they're cheap. Like, they're cheap organization. They've always been that way. Like, it was a shocker when they signed Joe Mixon because I was like, wow, they're actually paying a running back? That is nuts. And so I just think there's no way they can pay Burrow and Chase and Higgins and whoever else they're going to have to bring in, including their defense. Like, I just don't see it. I really don't. Yeah,
1: it'd be a lot to spend on those weapons. It's going to – be Cincinnati's – their window's closing right now for championship football, like, immediately. I'm not saying they won't ever win a championship in the future, but I'm just saying, like – their, team, their wide receiver room is probably the best in NFL right now, and it's going to die that's after this year. Or that's not
3: wrong. That's not wrong. That's probably true.
1: Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't mean they're not going to ever win a championship. I mean, obviously, they have Ch- Chase and Burrow. I mean, that's going to be a great combo for years to come, but pairing pairing with them is going to be tough. Agreed.
3: Okay. Well, that's all we got on this episode, unless you guys got anything more to add.
1: I think I think we can call it a day for this one. Sounds good. The rookies are well, going
2: too high, right now. In yeah, ain't that
3: ain't that the right.
1: truth? Yep. Yeah,
3: next week, possums. We're gonna go back to our regularly scheduled uh, fantasy football content. Start getting everybody ready for the next season. These are the dynasty days right now. Like, we got to get this this stuff out there because uh, rookie drafts are happening. If you are waiting on a rookie draft, you know this content will be ready to go for you, and we'll keep updating. As we're talking, you know, camps start happening and we still have free agents that are, you know, free agent bombs to drop. Like, literally, I've seen Kareem Hunt is potentially gonna sign with the Broncos, which is like not what, what anybody wants to hear right now. I know that's the that's the rumor on the street. He either goes back to Cleveland or signs with uh, Denver. And that is not something that anybody wants to happen. But we're, you know, these are the things. That are By gonna be way, monitoring This I, I do.
1: I do have something to say, actually. I do have something to add here. Everybody sure. trade for Javante Williams right now. His price has never been lower. I it's so low. It's so low. The fact that people are rumoring that Kareem Hunt's going to go there is just ridiculous to me. Like they're going to what they're going to have P Ryan Hunt as P. they just signed P Ryan. They're not going to get rid of him. He's got to at least have some role. And then they're going to have Hunt and Javante. Like no, it's not happening. Calm down, people. Yeah.
3: Well, there was a it was a guy on ESPN and he said that um, Javante might not be ready for the beginning of the season, so they're going to sign a quarter running back to be there in that stead
1: but it's like I mean, it's i don't really get hear that. cheap enough but i don't know well, it's like
3: i don't want to hear that you know it's not you know i don't want to hear zeke Elliott's going to destroy tony pollard yet like i'm not i'm not ready for some of these conversations to happen um oh, but, i saw rumors that zeke, right now.
1: i don't know if this these are real rumors or just twitter rumors but i did see rumors that zeke will be going to tampa bay potentially which could be interesting, but would ruin all Rashad White you Could have just
2: kept Fournette. I, don't know. I agree this. even if he goes there, he's not taking
1: a role. That's... No, I I think it's I think it's all smoke and mirrors. It's just that time of year where people are just putting stuff out. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say someone's I'm really gonna get worried about where right Fournette
2: right goes, man. That is that's the one that That's the bomb. That's I'm not ready. For.
1: Definitely one. All three of them, honestly. When they get signed to a team, if you have that running back on your roster, you're going to feel a little slighted for just a little bit, at least. Your
3: your cheeks are going to quench a little bit. Let's put it that way.
1: Billy knows about that being in Mexico.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) full circle. Side it up. All right, Joe. Good
2: night. Good night.